and today we have 170 modules oh, and oh, oh, app. Right? and this what? is not counting any of the the other external like other libraries that we do for networking and other stuff like that this is just the new Uber app so Holy that is itself From the Spec Network, this is Fragmented, an Android developer podcast where we talk about building good software and becoming better Android developers. I'm Don Felker. And I'm Kaushik Gopal. Welcome to the show. In today's episode, we're going to continue on the discussion, but this time we're going to dive in deep into OKBuck and everything about the Buck Built system. We hope you enjoy. Now, the the big question that that, that I have here is, as an Android developer, I'm very familiar with Gradle as a build system. And so I kind of am apprehensive to leave uh, for something brand new. I mean, it's it's a, probably a larger learning curve, et cetera. Um, and it looks like, from what I can tell, is, is you guys have created a basically a Gradle plugin for Buck called OK Buck. Can you talk a little bit about what OK Buck is and, and maybe why I would want to use it just compared to regular Buck? It's uh, a great question. So as you said, right, you really don't want to learn a new build system. Uh, we were in the same exact boat as you were uh, <laughs> because especially change is hard, especially when you have like hundreds of developers working on this code base, right? Oh, yeah. They're all familiar with Gradle. At that point, what we wanted to look at is, hey, is there any way we can kind of like use the existing structure and still use Buck without like forcing a large migration of all our developers, all the cognitive overhead and like tooling stuff, the CI related things. It was just a nightmare to do all that in like a small amount of time. So what we did was we started looking at this project, open source project called OK Buck. This is not something that we owned before. It was by a guy in Beijing called Piasi Su. Uh, he wrote this project as a hobby project actually. And it was building very basic Android projects at that point of time when we discovered it. So at that point of time, when we started it on our code base, a lot of things were not flexible enough for it to actually constrain production ready. So we kind of like went in, uh, rewrote it from scratch almost over a period of like uh, three to four months and brought it to a state where uh, it's very high quality and could be considered production ready. And that's kind of like why we use it at this point because we have a lot of different tools that we use. We pretty much use everything under the sun that Google puts out from like custom linting to like Gradle uh, transform APIs, all of that stuff needs to work in like the alternate build system. And sometimes there's no analog, right? So there's no actual thing called a lint rule in, in Buck if you actually go through a docs. So we had to bridge the gap and that's kind of like where OKBug comes in. So just to step back a little, like because like right now, it's a little confusing for me because you're saying uh, Buck is a Gradle plugin. So, but fundamentally, Gradle and Buck are like on opposite sides, right? So, mm-hmm. like, how does that work? Like, why do you like do you use Gradle to bridge in like Buck or like uh, help me in sort of like because right now my mind is like split in two parts, right? Like, there's Gradle and there's Buck, and now like, wait, both of these are working together? Like, I don't understand, right? Like, uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, easy way to understand this would be: let's say that you have a, a project that's currently being built with Gradle. Mm-hmm. And you want to try out this new system just because you're curious, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's yeah. That's ex- yeah. Uh huh. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to spend all the time, right? All the time and all the effort to like migrate. And what's the simplest thing you want to look for is like, hey, is there anything that can make the transition automatic for me? That's kind of like how, if you think about it, it's basically a project converter. It's a build system converter. 
and the way okbuck is currently written uh, it's very easy to actually convert the gradle project into any other build system so if you look at maven back in the day android studio used to come with something called a maven to gradle converter which kind of yeah. very similar things oh boy yeah. yeah i remember those days <laughs> yeah so it's kind of similar to that uh, but uh, since there's actually a huge gap in kind of like the concept between the two build systems mm-hmm. uh, it there is a level of complexity that needs to be bridged so the developers don't need to spend time understanding hey like how does this exactly work right so to make that even easier uh, we have something called a buck wrapper that the okay buck plugin sets up for you very similar to the gradle wrapper oh. right so oh. kind of just stole that name <laughs> it's like buck w right exactly so we just call it buck w so if you want to build an apk you say buck w build apk if you want to test something you say buck w test this module or if you want to lint something you say buck build uh lint something something so that's kind of like bridges that gap and like takes the the overhead of like understanding system away so that's why i think uh, the okay buck is very quick way for you to try out and see if buck is right for your project and what it can bring what value it can bring to your project or your code base cool so basically if You, you you've almost sold me and i'm like okay i want to try buck so what would my first steps be uh, look at okay buck and then like try to add that in or like other instructions yeah. on okay buck like where do we yeah how do we get started sure uh, that's a great question uh, so okay buck has a sample project with a lot of different examples mm-hmm. so there is also a very extensive wiki and guide for like migration 90% of the time you just apply the plugin and if it doesn't complain it should just work right okay. so there are particular cases especially in like a large enterprise level build that you may want to customize or you may have had a bunch of legacy gradle hackiness somewhere in your build that you want to like, uh, see that hey this doesn't work with with bug so for example another company that uses okay bug uh, very extensively right now is airbnb mm-hmm. so oh, once yeah. we open source it those guys were pretty interested they wanted to try it out kind of the same problem right so a lot of these companies that are hitting this issue are everyone who started with gradle but are reaching this point of scale where gradle is not just working out for them and they want alternatives but they don't have the, the bandwidth or the time to like go to research something new so that's kind of like where uh, this this kind of solution fits in and they basically did the entire thing in like a maybe 3 3 days to a week right two engineers just sit down understand like what the system looks like and kind of like go try it out right so i guess like our first step is to go and look at the readme and then there are like uh, examples and instructions and i think like that's the good starting point for us so we would sort of understand where to move from there yep they also gave a talk at droidcon nyc uh, in september the uh, we'll probably link to that talk as well Absolutely. because that actually covers really well like what the migration path looks like and kind of like the cautious that users might encounter and what to watch out for. Oh, fantastic. Even better. We'll definitely add a link to that in our show notes. So you said that that you know, okay buck is something that you folks are using, Airbnb and using. Is this something that is production ready or is this something you guys are just testing out still? If cuz to me and I from what I can tell Kaushik, it's it's very interesting. I kind of want to go play with it. if i'm able to convince clients that, hey this is going to add or cut down your build time significantly which is going to improve increase your developer productivity like that affects the bottom line so the real root question here is is this something that i can go use today sure uh, to answer that question we have been using it to build the the new android app that you guys are using right now uh, for the first time it released all the way back since we were developing on it 6 months ago right oh wow and at this point 
all of Uber uses Spark to build for Android as well as iOS, but like it uses OKBuck on a daily basis. It goes through a lot of churn and we make sure that any new features that people request, for example, we added support for things like SQL Delight or like from Square or like Retro Lambda or the Gradle Transform plugin or anything else that are like very custom. It actually supports a lot of those use cases out of the box at this point. So it's very... Uh, comes with batteries kind of situation where you can kind of try it out and if nothing's actually working or something's actually broken it's very easy for us to like go add that support because the way it's written it's super easy to extend and we got a lot of external contributions to buck and okay buck to actually make it easy for us to consume these changes as well oh that's a good question is okay buck open source yes it's completely open source you can go check out github.com slash uber slash okay buck and uh, all the code is right there it looks like you guys are MIT licensed too for the folks that are that are wondering. Excellent. That's a good license to have. I hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Also, like in terms of the quality of the product itself, I think uh, Airbnb is not the only one using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still Deft who's been using it for a while. Uh, the guys at Square are evaluating it currently. Mm-hmm. And we also have a Buck Slack setup, which we'll probably link to where a bunch of companies are like, usually chatting about like different developments, how it's being used and what are like their their unique situations that they're facing, right? So that's also something that's open to people to join if they're interested to like learn more about it. Now, I mean, we're all software engineers. So we understand that not everything in the land of uh, software engineering and Android development is sunshine and rainbows, right? So (laughs) right now it's like hearing the advantages from Buck, it is sounding like pretty much like sunshine and rainbows. But I think it's also fair to like see like there's got to be like some disadvantages like uh, with Buck, right? For example, one thing that I've heard is... uh, there are external dependencies is not necessarily something that it's that is supported out of the box right is this still true or because i remember the early days when buck was being thrown around when people were like super frustrated with gradle right uh, that was one thing that was uh, brought about uh, so it's still not supported in the broad sense because with gradle you have a lot of fine tuning ability where you can say hey i want this dependency but not the transitive dependency that brings things in there's no concept of maven exactly in buck yet so what uh, so if you had to understand that Buck was built for like a monodepo situation that Facebook is currently in, which means that the whole uh, code base has all sorts of chars and external dependencies checked in, which may not work for everyone, which is why okay, Buck bridges that gap as well. It uses Gradle's dependency resolution. So you basically get the exact same dependencies as you would get in Gradle, and it downloads them to a local cache that Buck can actually then reuse to build uh, the code base. Right, So... If you just use it with Buck today, it still does not do external dependencies. There is a very basic support called Buck Fetch that can fetch a file using curl, but there is no like dependency management in terms of the Maven sense, right? So it's definitely useful for people who are coming from the Maven world to kind of use OK Buck to bridge that gap. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. So essentially, yeah. like I, I guess then the disadvantage, uh, if you can call it that, is that all those would be like pulled locally versus like having like references directly to exactly. those being. I mean, hosted. having it locally can bloat up your repository if you're not using things like Git LFS, for example, right? And these kind of things are like not super well documented on the Buck website. They say, hey, you can have this charge checked in, and like you can like pretty much go with it. And the truth of the so the matter of fact is like Facebook has like tailored their VCS solution to like scale really well like they use Mercurial and they have a lot of custom things in-house to kind of like make it very easy to work with large-scale code bases that's not something that's in everyone's reach so this kind of like says uh, uh, if you don't have monorepo it's still okay to use it on small-scale projects but 
eventually as your project grows your build will grow with you and not slow you down so a really good example i can tell you about is our code base has grown from 40 modules from the get go i think seven so maybe three months ago and today we have 170 modules in like the new uber app right? and this is not counting any of the, the other external like other libraries that we do for networking and other stuff like that it's just the new uber app so that is and then we haven't actually changed in terms of the build speed it's exactly the same and we also have something called a network cache which i forgot to mention so buck comes with something called a remote build cache which means that if you build something uh, on ci for example it's cached on the network cache so let's say if uh, ci has built master i come in tomorrow i say okay get rebase i got the latest master i type buck build and it says build done three seconds so what just happened there downloaded the exact apk for that sha from the network cache and it says okay you don't really need to build anything because it's already been built on a different machine you can just go use it oh that's, that's magic yeah that's brilliant so like it's basically like shared sort of uh, uh build caches right for exactly sure you can yeah. do that because builds are reproducible you couldn't do that if builds are not reproducible or not yeah, equal on different machines Oh, this makes sense. So it's like coming full circle in terms of like the reproducibility exactly. aspect. So okay. currently our build times are like if you're on a fresh clone of the repo, uh, 12 seconds on Wi-Fi, 3 seconds on Ethernet. <laughs> that is, that's pretty oh, cool. Man. That's that's nice to hear. It's just like yeah. so. And we also open source like the network cache implementation because the Facebook cache didn't implement one. They would just have an API. Mm-hmm. But Uber uh, also open sourced our uh, Buck HTTP cache implementation that's linked to in the README of OK Buck if you're interested to try it out. I think Airbnb folks already use it right now for their builds as well. Kudos to you folks. Yeah, good job, Uber. <laughs> Thank you. I guess the two points. One is, I mean, this is a network cache, so like the hope is if you're in a company and you have Ethernet, then like it would depend on the internet. Because if your network connection is slow, well, then don't expect to see like three seconds, right? Yeah, it's maybe 30 seconds then. Because <laughs> <Yeah. not, laughs> you also have a local cache on your machine, right? So there's multiple levels of cache. Right. <laughs> uh, you mentioned about the documentation and that is also something that I guess like we should let our listeners know. Uh, so the documentation at this point is not necessarily up to snuff, right? Yeah, so we found that a lot when we were contributing to Buck because, for example, there were things inside the Buck code base that are not immediately obvious or things that are not on the public documentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not something uh, problematic generally because you can have a look at the source code and you typically get a good understanding of what's going on once you dig in. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely a surprise initially when we were starting to start adopting Buck. When I, I I took a you know before we hopped on this on on the call here and you know for the podcast I did take a look you know over the last couple of days at the Buck website and I started hopping into the docs thinking you know what I'm gonna see if I can try this out and what I immediately felt was this kind of uh, like apprehension to learn it not because I didn't want to learn something new I love learning but it was kind of uh, this big thing of like when you first learn something like dagger or dependency injection it's like Hmm. it's like this very large steep learning curve that kind of turned me away have you found that to be the case with Buck as well is there a very large learning curve to this or a steep learning curve Uh, for some parts of it yes so if you're doing like a very basic build like most of the systems like the examples that they have on their websites are very very basic right so Mm -hmm. they won't list for example how do you hook up annotation processors or how do you do like uh, build flavors or variants and things like those right so when you look at that example you'll say hey this looks nice but 
reality is a lot of developers use these features today so it may mm-hmm, not be sure. very easy to access that information so there is definitely i would not say a steep learning curve but uh, a more longer one right so it will okay. take you longer to like kind of find the right information and okbuck is kind of like where it says okay it's just too much information let's try to like bring it all together give him like a nice api or interface to like just go build their thing and get out of the way right so that's kind of like why we really like okbuck gotcha that makes sense the other question i had uh, with respect to like buck cuz like i'm very enthused to try it out but uh one of the biggest advantages with gradle like especially it was like one of like the, you know the uh the advertised features is the concept of like product flavors flavors build variants mm-hmm. does buck support uh, the same thing cuz that's like actually a pretty useful feature right for mm-hmm. many folks totally uh so buck has no concept of build feed like build variants as such but okay buck does support that so we do the translation logic in such a way that it doesn't really Uh, make a big difference so let's say with gradle you do something like hey assemble flavor 1 debug so with buck you would say buck build a uh, flavor 1 debug instead so we kind of did that translation to because buck doesn't really have a concept of build flavors or variants but you can kind of like map what gradle does today and say hey so when you build flavor 1 deep like flavor 1 debug and flavor 2 debug you're pretty much recompiling twice right so all the source code is just compiled twice and they're treated as two separate targets so we kind of like do the mapping that way okay so actually that's where okay buck comes into play it sort of like does exactly. that it sort of like works as yeah. a wrapper if you do that, that manually taking take quite a time i think some of the largest build files we have are around like 5 to 10000 lines of code of buck files especially whoa yeah for like really complex builds right <laughs> right right no yeah i imagine cuz like you said yeah time but like even beyond time i would imagine complexity is like the tricky thing right because you like and these are things especially if you're building multiple variants here you want to be careful about those right yeah wow yeah in terms of other features i think uh, it does support like i mean at least okay bug the way it does mapping it supports unit tests espresso tests like gradle transforms have been added recently oh, uh, really? something that we're kind of like working on right now is kotlin support because the community is like moving towards it very heavily and kotlin build times are not exactly where they are supposed to be as far as from developers feedback that i've been hearing in the community so that's definitely very important to us uh, we do have some tooling internally in kotlin uh, we don't have it in production yet but it's we want to basically basically have a way to build it at scale so we are definitely looking at that uh, in the next uh, few weeks or so now you did say that that does support testing so like android tests and and unit tests do you mm-hmm. know if the like perhaps the the unit tests are faster I, i would have a hard time believing that the android test would run faster because we're literally waiting on oh, yeah, you know, yeah. probably espresso and an idling resource and stuff like that but what about the 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 unit tests themselves sure so unit tests are uh, faster purely because it can run multiple targets in like a very interesting way so it runs all of these like multiple threads different targets so when you take away the overhead of configuration and uh, take away the overhead that hey if i run a test target right and if everything is up to date and let's say i change one single uh, file somewhere in my code base and since it knows kind of like how that bubbles up it will say only these particular test cases have to be rerun so it will just run that subset of test test targets which makes it very fast to iterate okay cool excellent uh, i had one question about like the kotlin support because i'm sure this is something our listeners would uh, want to ask the uh, you mentioned that you're trying to like add kotlin support right right now Kotlin uh, build times are supposed to be like significantly longer than what people would ideally want, right? 
would Buck be able to solve that problem in some way? Like, where does like, or is it like something that's inherently a problem with like when you generate Java classes from like Kotlin? Sure. So, uh, so I can talk a little bit about that. So I forgot to mention one important detail, which is Buck does something called ABI checking. So an ABI is an application binary interface. So let's say you have two classes A and B in two different modules, and B depends on A. And when you let's say you change A today in Gradle, it says, "Hey, A has changed. B has to rebuild itself." But what Buck does is, if you change like a a private method that does not really affect anything in B, it will not rebuild B. It will just rebuild A and it will pack the DEX files together directly inside the APK. So when you go with Kotlin, kind of like the same principle applies. So for every jar that comes out of a module, it'll create this like an ABI jar, which kind of like has all the public APIs. So especially if you're like iterating on something really quick or you're changing methods, kind of similar to instant run, it's like instant run on the command line where it can skip a significant portion of the build. Oh, that's pretty cool. And how does that play into like the Kotlin support? Like it would apply the same logic to Kotlin? Yep, because all of these targets are actually generating jar files at the end of the day. So oh, it doesn't yeah. really care how the jar file is materialized. It could be Kotlin, Scala, Groovy, Java, doesn't really matter. Right? So the benefits of like the incremental compilation, like because of the way it's approached, like you sort of like get those benefits across like uh, exactly. using it in other languages. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty slick. Okay, so like all this is amazing, right? So like what's the future for okay buck? Like what's the like on the roadmap? You mentioned Kotlin support, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Are there any other things that uh, you wanted to tell us about like to get us even more sure. excited? Sure. So I think once you have, I mean, at this stage we have so many modules that the slowest part of our build is the time we take to actually run okay buck. So <laughs> that's, that's funny. A, it's that's pretty funny. A, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's still based in Gradle. So I just uh, merged some changes today that basically makes it run a bunch of these things in parallel. We're looking at incremental task execution. Uh, the way it was written initially was more like, hey, let's try to get this working. Because our bills were dying, we need to like make sure that we can build. <laughs> and your developers in the process. Twenty minutes, man. That's <laughs> exactly it's just insane. Like the the wins we had was just insane. So at this point, we're more doing polished, where we have incremental builds to promote. Uh, it's still some API is not finalized. We're trying to get like stable APIs, and we want to have feature parity at the end of the day with whatever the Android Gradle plugin has. At this point, it's about ninety percent, I would say. But there are some features still not supported, like. Uh, the transform thing was very decent. I don't imagine many people would use that, but something that we use. So we're kind of like slowly trickling down all the features that people are requesting and trying to like make sure it's airtight pretty much, right? So at this point, Kotlin is the next big thing for us and also like making OKBuck faster and scalable in the long run because people might be tempted to just switch all the way to Buck, but then you might lose access to like the Gradle plugins that the community puts out. Like Square might come out with like a great Gradle plugin tomorrow and like, oh man, I wish... Are still using Gradle to use uh, that. True, true. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. This, wow, this. <laughs> Fantastic. This is, yeah, I know. This is a lot to digest. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm super amped up now. <laughs> but for folks who are listening, like, what are some good resources that you can tell us? Like, because, okay, I want to try this tomorrow. Like, as I get in, I want to try sure. this. Uh, yep. What are some resources that you think I should be uh, uh, looking at? And like, how do I get started? Sure. If you want to just admire how fast it is, I would say there is a test project that we put up <laughs> okay. a while back to test test Android Studio and Gradle. Uh, this uh, funny thing, this project is today used by the tools team and the Gradle guys to regression test their performance on every release. So it's oh, a very pr- bulky project. 
Okay, and it's it's a pretty legit thing. It's not like some like uh, convoluted project that like oh, just no, no. shows how like Buck is doing better. Yeah, it's basically our project, but we removed all the code and obfuscated all the project names, pretty much. Ah, I see. Okay, oh, that's pretty. So cool. it is something that Uber basically has as a mirror, pretty much, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a pro-guarded Uber project that has <laughs> like no actual information in there, just dependencies. So that kind of gives you an idea of how fast it is. Okay. And there's also like the OKBug GitHub page where you have the actual project in the readme. And there's also the Drawcon NYC talk. Uh, the video is also up on YouTube that we can link to. And there is a Buck Slack that. Uh, Facebook maintains that people can hop in, can get like understanding of like what's going on currently, what are people using, what issues they're facing, so forth. Fantastic. And I want to mention something really quick before we wind down. Uh, there is uh, support for generating Bazel rules from OKBuck now because the Bazel team in New York said, hey, this is a great project. Let's just try adding Bazel support. So they actually did. There's a PR still up right now that I haven't watched yet. But OKBuck will ship, the next version will probably have way to generate Bazel. So you can kind of like compare all three systems side by side if you wanted to. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Wow. That's, that would be very interesting. All right, Gautam, thank you so much. Yeah, I can't wait. Like I can't wait to hop off this call and like start like exploring okay, Buck more. Yeah, like I have like shiny object syndrome times five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should definitely try it out. I think uh, it's definitely something that's low investment to just like, hey, just apply the plugin, see if it works out and there is no front cost you're paying to do the migration so it's definitely something That's so nice thank you so much for like yeah spending your time and like sharing your wisdom on like okay buck i think this is like going to be great our listeners are also definitely going to appreciate it thank you so much yeah thank, thank you, you very much thank you for having me guys and uh, if our listeners want to reach out to you like what's uh, uh, an easy way to do that uh, i am on twitter at k-h-i-i-t k-a-g-e-i-i-t mm-hmm. not super active but i do monitor it from time to time so that might be a good way to reach out to me all right that makes sense and don if folks want to reach out to you after your experiences with having tried buck uh best way again is twitter and that's going to be at don felker but uh, the real question is how do they get a hold of you kaushik haha uh-huh. uh, i am kaushik gopal on twitter and yeah if you give me some time i will also try buck and i'll yeah, that's a good place for folks to yeah reach out to me Alrighty, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I know Don and I have definitely enjoyed definitely. the show. We will catch you in the next episode. Yeah, and if you want to add more fuel to the fire, just know that we do fully incremental bills everywhere on CI and local all the time. Wow. We never clean. Wow, really? <laughs> wow. So that, wow, so that's like... Yeah, never clean it. We trust the system so much. Because right now, my de facto is to like, I don't do incremental, like I don't even do instant run. I don't do incremental bills like today at Instacart. Me either. Because I don't trust it. It it worked pretty well, but like I got burnt once and that was enough for me. And I was like, hell no. Because I spent like, I wasted two hours, like just like <laughs> trying to figure out what happened. And I realized like a class was hot swapped incorrectly, right? It's a mystery. That drove me up the wall. Not again. Never. <laughs>